God did. Merry Christmas, everyone. Jurassic Views, Ottawa's Raptors podcast, Zayaquiana, Bryce Diamond. Merry Christmas. Christmas Day, Christmas Day, massive day in the NBA, but it is a massive day for most people celebrating family, celebrating a break, for goodness gracious. Zayaquiana, we're back together. How you doing, man? Draymond Green is a fraud. He just got a fourth foul on uh, Jared Jackson. Just terrible refereeing. Yes, I'm back. When I'm complaining to that level, you know that I'm back. Uh, when I'm petty to that level, you know that I'm back. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. Um, I trust that everyone's safe and well and healthy and, um, and spending time with quality people around them. We're watching right now Golden State play uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, not the Vancouver Grizzlies. We're watching the Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant, Mississauga's own Dylan Brooks, repping the city, at least my hometown, in this one. No Steph Curry, unfortunately. Uh, Jordan Poole is here. But we're not here to talk about a specific game necessarily, although you'll probably hear us bounce in and around this particular game but we're here to, to talk about christmas games the games some of them that happened today here to talk about christmas games of the past maybe the the ghosts of christmas past we're also here to talk about the toronto raptors and maybe some of the skeletons that they've shaken from this season hopefully are we can... back are we back <laughs> Hopefully we can get Precious Achua back. Before we jump into that, let me just throw, is Jordan Poole elite? Is he is he is he like on the precipice of stardom of all star level? I know he's putting in numbers. I know he works for he he, he works within a system that, that championship caliber. I know we're gonna go on many tangents, but I really want to get this off the table, off of my chest. It's it's been bothering me, and yes, I'm still reeling from the loss. Uh, that we had against the Golden State Warriors over two weeks ago, where he went off for like 40 points. That's right. Okay. That's right. I mean, I'm calling this episode Chris, Christmas Freestyle. So, uh, Jordan Poole, elite? Yeah. To me, if you're going to be elite, you got to show up every night, number one. Number two, uh, you don't just get to play really good basketball when you feel like it because Steph Curry is on the bench, Number number two. Number three, uh, you got to play some semblance of defense and have some playmaking more than just a flashy show when you playmake. It's got to be running the like running the offense to some degree, or being able to score at those three levels that we talked about. I don't see the consistency. From Jordan Poole. He's averaging. Nor do I see the mental fortitude really? to be able to be yeah. an elite guy. So for okay. me, he's okay. not elite. Okay. He's not on the precipice of elite. Um, you know that he's not in the in the top twenty. He's not in the top twenty-five for me this year. Okay. So I would say okay. no. I don't know how do you measure mental fortitude. Um, I know he can put up points on the board. I know he can 
carry an offense for a stretch. I think he's um, uh, an, an apprentice to Steph Curry. You definitely see that. Um, but we know, like it was exposed in the playoffs, teams narrow him down in an island defensively. He is your weakest link. Um, and so I don't. I, that's one level. But can he put those numbers as one of the primary offensive weapons in a, on a playoff team? That's something that I still um, I'm looking to see. I, I, I I'm, it's, it's still um, it's still up in the air. But is he a great regular season player? Uh, second fiddle to Steph Curry? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to me, mental fortitude has to do with having control uh, over your mind during the game. Okay. You control over your emotions to some degree. Uh, it, it, it means that you're not distracted when the, when the game gets tight with uh, a, a couple women who are on the sideline are like you, you did in the NBA Finals. Really? Yeah. That was that's part on of, record? That's, oh, yeah. I've seen replays, man. Winks and all kinds of stuff. I'm sorry. All I, kinds didn't, of stuff. I didn't pay attention to that. Uh, I mean, did that happen to other players who did have more mental fortitude? Absolutely. They're not talking to people during the game. They're talking to people after the game. But that's a whole other situation um, between consenting adults. So, now, for me, Jordan Poole is, is not there. And, and uh, you know, I don't know who I would compare him to um, in terms of, like, where he's at in his development. But this is a third-year guy now yeah, in the league? Four, 24. Okay, so he might, this might be his fourth year. It might be his fourth year in the league because he just got the extension. Is he better than Tyler Hero? Is he in more control of his game than Tyler Hero? I mean, they'd be close, but I wouldn't call Tyler Hero elite. Okay. He's not in the top 25 kind of situation. He's 23. Just for the 23 record. years yeah. old. Is he close to OG Ananobi? You know, am I going to give OG Ananobi uh, just as good money as Jordan Poole? Yeah, and I don't have to go hundreds of millions of dollars into the, to the tax. Uh, so, I mean, we don't want to talk about Jordan Poole for the next five minutes, but... For me, he's he's not in that category. Right. Um, yeah, you want to take a shot at Draymond Green now, or you want to let it go for this rest of this pod? <laughs> no, I'm. I will say this: I don't. The probability that Golden State Warriors repeat, um, if I have kind of a radar, uh, is lower than it, and um, and I think they're looking at the end of their dynasty, right? And I, and I really see teams like uh, Phoenix, the Pelicans, Memphis, uh, Denver are really being, you know, heavyweights. And that's just the Western Conference, B. Uh, we haven't even started in the Eastern Conference, which Boston just looks, or just looks significantly better. I mean, just even systematically. Um, so much more advanced from the team that lost to these same Golden State Warriors <laughs> Last year, um, I felt I feel like Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart have grown like by two years uh, from the playoffs. So um, I'll leave it there. Um, am I still? 
I'm There's actually, Draymond up to no good again. Uh, and, and, and risking injury to, to someone unnecessarily. This, And for the record, if anyone wants to know if I have respect for Draymond Green's game, uh, no, neither do I have respect for... Uh, I, I respect... The, the work that he puts in, his his his, his coming up story, um, but all his extracurricular, I find it incredibly annoying. Uh, one, two. So you're not a fan of his podcast. Uh, and his podcast is 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 um, for someone who gets paid for it. Advertisement is really at rock bottom of the barrel. Okay. I'll leave it there. All right. All right. Fair enough. But I wish him and his family very well on Christmas Day. Excellent. Excellent. Good to know. Saginaw, <laughs> Michigan. I hope you're listening. Um, so we're about a third of the way through the season when we play these Christmas games. So you get yeah. the, the all-star break, you know, just past the halfway mark. Yes. Right. Not two thirds of the way through, but like it, it, it's past the halfway. This is a good time to get a break for teams. The Raptors got four nights off. Yeah. Um, this is a good time for fans and media to just soak it up soak it in and so you've got these kind of bigger games on the schedule two teams featured who have stars two teams who are likely featured because they're playing really good basketball is it fair to say that there's a couple teams in the league at this point that are above the rest of the league is it fair to say that there's an outright favorite in either conference or in the league itself. Awkward pause is just to build the suspense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For um, sure. Yes, I, I think there's, um, you know, I think there's a, a plurality of articles that are already, you know, being drafted. Uh, but uh, yes, Boston Celtics, I'm going to put it out there. Yeah, they are a favorite. Um, and it's not just because they are having a good season. I mean, they're building on a, a playoff run um, that was quite impressive. Um, but it also dates back to their their pivoting around January of last year. A lot of things started to click. Uh, yes, during the offseason, they changed coaches, but uh, there were tweaks to the system. And I feel, again... The Tatums, the Browns, uh, Smart, they added a couple of more pieces. They've all grown significantly. Um, Peyton Pritchard? Uh, Peyton, I haven't seen much of Peyton uh, Pritchard in uh, this season. But uh, again, he, he, he adds to their quote-unquote depth that many journalists have been, have been raving about. I don't know how much depth plays in the playoffs because you usually tighten Right. Uh, your roster. You're not playing more than nine guys. You're not. Right? But during a regular season, to make sure that you uh, give a lot of rest to your main guys, absolutely. Uh, you position yourself uh, for home court advantage. Yes, there's value in that. But in the playoffs, your your main guns have to make sure that they're uh, they're well rested and then they can play the lo- the long the long game. No pun intended. Another team, to me, I'm, I'm always going to put Giannis on it. Once you have Giannis Antetokounmpo on your team, you're 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 a contender. You have Kevin Durant on your team, uh, and let's just say you add a Kyrie Irving, who's you know mine is right. He's focused on basketball, team basketball. Um, Jacques Vaughn looks like he's <laughs> caught a second wind in terms of his coaching career with the same uh, Brooklyn Nets, and. 
and no and no offense to the Eastern Conference, but that's it. It's a very short list. Uh, I, I'm still not convinced by the 76ers of the world that uh, can can really show up during the regular season, uh, powered by you know Joel Embiid and James Harden. I and and of course championship uh, Doc Rivers, your boy. Um, I don't know if Glenn, that... <laughs> Glenn, I'm, he's on speed dial for me. I don't know if they have an, if they're convincing enough for me when it comes into postseason, um, and that could be just my bias with the Toronto Raptors and 76ers rivalry. Um, but uh, they still have much to prove in order for them to be considered in that elite level. You, you, and you asked if uh, there's contenders. Well, the contender to me, it's in the West. The West is going to be a bloodbath. Um, sorry if it's, it's, you know, for the violent dis- this, uh, description here, but you got Denver, you got the Pelicans, you have Memphis. Uh, the Clippers suddenly can turn it up if you have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard playing, right? And uh, so we'll see. Yourself? Uh, for, I mean, there's no doubt, as much as it pains me and probably raises my blood pressure, um, the Boston Celtics are the class of the league right now through a third of the way through the season. I think when fully operational, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are probably the two seed. With a healthy Middleton. With a healthy Chris Middleton, who, who is not playing today. Um, I love the Denver Nuggets. They're my two seed in the West at the start of the season. That was my preseason two seed for the Western Conference. They look solid, and I think they're only getting better, and they've got a good balance there of guys. Uh, and then um, the the team who's kind of uh, really, there's a lot of mystery around them. And I would say they're not really battle-tested. They, they've had a playoff series but I wouldn't call them battle testers in the New Orleans Pelicans, right? Um, but they look awfully good. Um, obviously, with the type of experience that they have, although I think legs are starting to slow down. And I don't think minds, but maybe egos are turning up. Uh, you know, the Golden State Warriors, I think, come playoff time, are going to be in the conversation. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Um you know, for Sorry, me, I'm going to interrupt. Yeah, yeah. Draymond Green just fouled a guy at the three-point line. Mark Davis does absolutely nothing. How can you not make that call? I don't know, but why don't we have live recordings of, of us watching games? <laughs> because people would pay to see us watch games. Is that Danny Green on the sideline also? Danny Green? Danny Money Green? Yeah, he's with the, the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, that's, a, that's an NBA champion uh, Danny Money. You're Green. not. You're not roughing. You're not roughing. If you want to eat turkey, okay, and stay in your PJs all day, Mark Davis, do that, right? <laughs> Ask your union to advocate for you for that. But don't show up and be calling these terrible no, making these terrible no calls. That's why he's not making the calls. He wasn't there for Christmas dinner, and he's bitter about it. And this is his way of getting back at Adam Silver, I guess. Uh, regardless. Uh, of the fact that the Golden State Warriors are up 72-61 without Steph Curry against the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know if there's anybody else. Christmas freestyle. I don't know if there's anybody else in the West 
that really truly at this point, I'm not saying that there couldn't convincing. be uh, convincing teams because I give a pass to he's Golden State. He's still doing that, Bryce. I, wow. He's still doing that. He's if that's Steph Curry, that's a call. I I don't disagree with you. I'm shocked that that's happening. And they're gonna make that times. call on Jordan Poole. It's the exact same thing. Wow. It's reputational. It's a ter- it's terrible. Wow. And that lady's having way too much to drink tonight. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see the 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 Golden. Uh, sorry, anybody else besides Golden State, uh, Denver, and New Orleans. It's not that it's not that the Phoenix Suns couldn't compete. I, I just don't believe in them, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Devin Kardashian, uh, my mistake. Devin Booker is a hell of a player, but I, your boy Chris Paul, man. He's one step away from the NBA geriatric ward, and I think he he's he's not the guy he was, uh, and I think that Phoenix team only goes as far as he is great, and I don't think he's going to be great for the rest of the season. Um, so that's that's my you know the Clippers, they just haven't proved to me yep. that they can be healthy when it when it matters. Um, and that's, you know, been an ongoing saga for them. Steve Ballmer, talk about blood pressure. Uh, that guy's got a lot of pressure under his seat. They still, you know what, main, main variable on the Clippers for me is Ty Lue. Ty Mm. Lue can coach the hell out of any team, um, he's on. And so, uh, you have Paul George and a bunch of role players. They can surprise you and go to the second round. Can they compete for a championship? Absolutely not. They have Kawhi Leonard. And Paul George, they can go all the way, right? And yeah, I don't, and, and I don't think the that's possibility a, is there. Yeah, the possible. We're talking about probability. It's the probability is there. Uh, you just have two guys who play at an elite level, and you have a championship-winning coach, Ty Lue. I mean, second to Eric, you know, after Eric Spolstra, after um, Steve Kerr, after um, Nick Nurse. Is there anyone else still coaching? A team that is in playoff contention. Yeah, pop, you can't. We cannot be talking pop. No, I'm not putting not, Bud. I'm not, I'm not Bud putting, in that conversation. Bud, <laughs> Bud uh, has been blessed with Giannis's Antetokounmpo's uh, presence on his roster. But I, with all due respect, I'll put Bud there because he's won a championship. Wow. But nevertheless, wow. he's on the he's at the bottom of that list, Bryce. Um, Ty Lue. So I'm all that to say the Clippers to me with right. a healthy roster are in the conversation. Are in the conversation. Right. You, not you, leading the conversation. They're not leading the conversation, right. but they're in the conversation. All right. All right. Now, uh, we've all known uh, sure. uh, as as NBA fans, we've all known that Christmas means a lot to people. And I'm not talking about baby Jesus, I'm talking about Christmas NBA games. We know that. What's interesting is since the league's inception in 1947, the NBA has had uh, a Christmas game every season. And it used to be just one game because they only had, you know, eight, ten teams. And then uh, into the 90s, they started having two, two games, which got rather interesting. Then in 2006... They had a three-game game, game three-day game, sorry, brought it back to one for some reason. And then in 2009, they jumped up to five games. Let's be honest. We know why that is, cha-ching. And and they've held that five games. 
game at 12, game at 2.30, 5 o'clock. I mean, people are having naps after game one, waking up in a turkey fog and being able to watch, you know, five more hours of basketball because there's a game at 8 o'clock and then there's another game tonight. 10.30 for heaven's sakes. Now, if I was a single man, would I have watched every hour of basketball? You better believe I would have. But uh, here we are being able to watch only the, the third quarter of basketball that I've been able to watch today. Uh, what are your feelings about Christmas Day games? What do you think it means to the league now and the players who play in these Christmas games? Um, I, my introduction to basketball was through mm. Christmas game back in 93. Um, to the sport of basketball or just the NBA? You mean? NBA. Okay. I was familiar with college <laughs> basketball. By then I was indoctrinated with you know, um, the Fab Five and Big East basketball. But it was really uh, NBA basketball, which, you know, Jordan with swag in 93. And it, I was fixated, right? And I think as I continued to grow, you understood that the Christmas game was about NBA lore, right? Like who played in the Christmas game was 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 it was a platform it, you you got the audience it's nba credibility um and we know that that's also part of a branding package to your to your, not just your your main fans but also your pedestrian fans right um you know whatever you think about american politics or you know um one thing that they do well is they understand the politics of money and entertainment and so they do that with college basketball bryce um, and they do that with, you know, the like holiday games. So you know how the, there's, there's ter- different type of pro bowls, uh, or, uh, uh, college, college, bowls, college yeah. bowls games. So they use it, they take advantage of that holiday season Definitely. to promote their brand and Christmas day. They know that NFL is not touching it. They Even know. though the NFL played games that are very meaningful games yeah, today. During, yeah, yeah. I guarantee that globally. The yeah. NBA games today were more Just, watched than the absolutely, NFL Absolutely, absolutely. And so um, that's a travel. And um, and the NBA knows who they want to market. They don't – They don't. it's a foul. And the basket. Mark Davis is probably well, – it's a makeup call. It's a makeup call. It's a makeup call. It's a makeup call. It's a makeup call, but that's, how, that's what Mark Davis does. Back to the Christmas game. Um, it's be, it's a, become an opportunity for players not, not only to brand themselves, but the NBA to continue to market. Uh, no, it's a, it's a foul, Bryce. He didn't extend, right? And he should look. He should he should he's preventing him. He's preventing him. That's angle. that's chest. That's chest to. It's chest to chest. Uh, sorry, shoulder to chest. I think that's an offensive foul. No, he never extended. If you never extend, then that's fine. If I put you my arm and your chest is in the way. And I'm going towards the basket should be fine. Now, if you're obstructing my path to the basket, it is a foul on you. You have to be in a position for a charge. But again, Mark Davis is just trying to make him do a makeup call. But back to the NBA lore in the Christmas Day game. Um, NBA players also know that they're bringing their best basketball, right? Out, out of beyond just the audience. You hope. Watching, you hope. You hope. But it's also a matter of. This is tradition. Amongst even your peers, you want to put up a good performance, right? And so 
Um, right now we're watching Jordan Poole going against John Morant, right? Like this is this is what guys want to live up to. That's a foul on Draymond Green again, Bryce. But no calls. These guys are either intimidated by him or want to dictate at least that the game remain competitive. Song Curry. Um, Christmas freestyle. Did I say that yet? <laughs> absolutely. Um, so anyway, that's the, that to me, uh, if you're a, a, a fan of basketball, uh, that's and that's a foul on John Morant again for John Morant, but that's not going to be called. Um, you know what annoys me? And I'm just going to put it out there. Jordan Poole gets all-star level calls and he's not an all-star. That's the most frustrating part of it. Right? You're propping him up to a level where he hasn't yet attained or deserved it. But that's it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to move on. I'm not going to mention <laughs> JP, the, the individual's initials or name, for the rest of this pod recording. Or any other Jordans on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening down there, you're welcome. Oh, we're calling names now. Um, what about your own experience of... Christmas Day games, any stand out for you from those early days when you were introduced to them? You know, I, I think it, I was introduced to it during, you know, the Bulls' reign and uh, their dynasty. And so it was an opportunity to see them, but also it was also 93, 94. So, Bryce, if you remember that clearly, this was the end of the, the 3 P. So ninety, so that that year ninety three, ninety four Christmas game they were going against the Orlando Magic. Uh, by the way, Penny Hardaway's rookie year. Dang. Um, him being introduced to the basketball world was like something fantastic. If we if we go back to that era, um, there's things that Penny Hardaway did that uh, <coughs> that 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 made us rethink what the what your tall point guards can do with the ball. Uh, it was just magnificent. And yes, it was him and not Grant Hill that, uh, you know, pro provided that reimagination. Um, uh, yes, I'm still Duke Petty. Um, so, so He's so, back! <laughs> so, so speaking of uh, the, the, the game for me, it was an opportunity. And I can tell you, Bryce, back in the 90s, I would record each Christmas game. And it was, a it was, it was you were studying, like, you know, uh, and because it was broadcast in Canada, Canada didn't always show the games that were brought on CTV uh, and be prior to the, 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 uh, the, the Christmas games. The Christmas game was the start of when basketball was going to be broadcasted on television consistently for general for on on, on cable networks, and so that's when you knew okay the season's starting at least for audiences that don't have access to uh, cable, and oh, that's a bad that's a that's almost a travel but um, you got to go strong, Stephen Adams. Great offensive. That is a f offensive foul. Okay, I didn't see the angle, but anyway. Um, and so yeah. So as someone who's following the game, someone who's playing the game at, at preteen level, NBA games was a 
study session. It was a case study for me. It was an opportunity for me to see the elite players and to not duplicate what they're doing, but to understand, okay, this is how sophisticated the game is being played. Um, I'm seeing some of my favorite players play the game during this period of time. And that was the gift, you know, regardless of your religious beliefs here. But if, 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 there, if, if the Messiah came on earth to save my life, it was by providing me the opportunity to watch at least Respect. NBA basketball Respect. on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day. Can, should I say more? Right, right. Um, what about the rest of your family? They might not have been into basketball necessarily, but would they, would they watch? Would they tune in? Because it was yeah. Christmas Day. Yeah. Or would Mama say, no, I'm sorry, it's Christmas Day, we're not watching basketball we're focused on family we're focused on uh you know more important things no absolutely not because our tradition was to watch um family movies on christmas eve and then uh my god you know bless my parents they allowed they gave me permission uh maybe the, the uh the fact that i was you know playing competitive gave me the you know the, the privilege of watching the, and having the priority and we only had one television for the longest period of time so whoever made you know whoever made that choice christmas day of what you what to watch that that was it so um so yeah man that was that was a good period of childhood that i could you know in terms of childhood memories um man jordan pool getting those calls i mean all right Do you believe the hype? Sorry. I don't. I don't believe the hype. Uh, Golden State just, scored, you know, ninety-one seventy-seven uh, against Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, they made a push. They made a push at the end of the third. Um, Memphis is just not executing on the offensive end. Uh, Golden uh, Jordan JP um, putting an dis offensive display. I think this is the best part of this game is watching uh, Fred Van Vliet. OJ and Nobi Gillette commercial. shaving Gillette commercial. Um, Christmas freestyle. A any other games that stand out for you at Christmas time? Because I'll, I'll tell you one as you're thinking uh, of yours. Uh, I'll tell you one. Sorry, drinking red wine is uh, makes me cough sometimes. Um, I'll tell you one game that stands out for me. 2017. Uh, it was a very low point for my family. December 2017, just weren't in a good space as a family. Um, my wife and daughter took a three-hour nap. My daughter was only three years old at the time. Took a three-hour nap around dinner time. I was literally in my house by myself uh, watching television. And what did I turn on? But the NBA Finals. A rematch, sorry, the M NBA Christmas games. A rematch of the NBA Finals. Golden State versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron James on the Cavs. It was in Cleveland. Went back and forth, back and forth. And the Cavs were able to hold off the defending champs, who they had lost to, of course, the June before. Uh, that's a game that, that stands out for me. Uh, also, 1996. When uh, the Admiral, David Robinson, a, a, a boyhood idol 
for me. Um, he shows up with a big game. They win 105-100. Any, any games for you stand out as a game that, that <coughs> was a favorite for you or, or that stood out as, as a significant game that season? Christmas Day game. Correct. You keep asking it. I don't think I have an answer. For it. Mm. I, I think I gave you the 93-94. That was kind of your first taste. But no, 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 no game stands out. No, there was nothing that stood out. If I go back into the archives of, of, of my memories, I, I just... I could tell you playoff games. I don't think there was a Christmas Day game where I was, you know, maybe losing my mind. Um, it certainly wasn't 2019 when the Raptors got their second Christmas game first, you know, I, I, at home. You know what? I'd we go back. Punished. You know, I'd go back to the 2021-2022. This is when the Toronto Raptors got their first uh, Christmas 2001. Game. 2001. Yeah, exactly. 2001-2002 regular season game. This is Vince Carter's era. Um, we were on the road. We lose to the New York Knicks. Right. Um, for the most part, I was just proud, right, at the very Absolutely. fact that we got an opportunity to be on the Christmas Day uh, stage. Day, stage, because you know that that's part of NBA lore. You you know that that build the recognition to a franchise that we we believe, and I think records show, uh, along with the Vancouver Grizzlies, were mistreated. We were completely un, unfairly treated. Uh, and, and administratively. Uh, so uh, for us to kind of regain um, credibility, that was, that was huge, significant. Yeah. Um, and by the way, we beat the New York Knicks in the playoffs that same, that, that, that season. That 2001 season. 2001 season. season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Legendary. <laughs> it was, it was Thank you, Alvin huge. Williams. <laughs> yeah, Al Boogie with a with a huge game. Um, trying to think what I was gonna say now. Christmas freestyle. <laughs> Christmas freestyle. Um, Ninety-three-seventy-nine. Golden State leading Memphis in Golden State, not Oakland. This is in San Francisco. They have to make a better update. Their half-court offense has to execute much better against Golden State Warriors' second unit. I'm just going to put it out there. It's a bit disappointing performance by the Memphis Grizzlies. It has been. Yeah. And this is and part of... Young guys. Yeah, younger team. One to play on the big stage. And talking, uh, you know, talking about the game. They did. They they called them out. They said they wanted them before the season started. Yeah. So you got to back it up, right? Um, You know, I'm going to take a note from... Fred Van Vliet is my gosh Kaminga's getting those calls Fred would say you don't need to call out anyone what you need to do is you gotta show up when the ball ball is tipped you need to show up now I'm, I'm paraphrasing here right and so as a young team you have to be you you need to be mindful um, about how you show up, right, uh, against veteran clubs, right? You want to make sure that your game does much of the talking rather than, you know, you're in front of the uh, 
you're in front of the mic, right? And you're barking, right? Because at the end of the day, you better have some bite. Um, and we're seeing this from the Memphis Grizzlies right now, who lost them in the playoffs last year. And uh, Here they go. The NBA said, okay, you guys yeah, want it? Yeah. You got it. Yeah. And what are they doing? They're they're yeah. laying an egg right now. They're down 16 with a minute 30 to go here in the third quarter. Yeah. <coughs> um, what else were we going to talk about on this Christmas game? We're going to talk about the Toronto Raptors. We mentioned the Toronto Raptors yeah. Christmas games. Uh, the Toronto Raptors, of course, not here today. Is there anyone that? That's what I want to ask. Is there anyone that's not here? of the NBA teams that's not playing on Christmas Day that you would have thought they should have been? Pelicans? I, I think so. Yeah. Zion's back. I think yeah. Yeah, a lot of folks would have wanted to see yeah. Zion, certainly yeah. over the Knicks, but I realize New York's always going to get a game. Uh, you know, and, and they've been, the NBA has wanted to push, you know, the Zion <coughs> brand for the longest time. Along with Jordan. Um, so... Anyone else? No, I think the NBA knows what they're doing for the most part. You know, I had quarters in terms of the marketing push. Uh, so they got all the necessary teams that they wanted. Uh, and most, you know, sometimes it's just Brooklyn not the, Nets weren't going to get a lot of respect. Not, sometimes it's not, it's not the team. It's also the players, right? It's the players that they really want to, uh, that they really want to market here. Um, Brooklyn Nets, am I shocked? Not really. Right, and I and I and, and by the way, the it's not uh, the 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 season is the season schedule is, is drafted I think in, in July early mm-hmm. early August early August. Um, so regardless of the fiasco that was around, it had nothing to do with the fact that they didn't have a game, and I think it was just um, the stars aligned. I think. <sighs> Less, 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 less Boston Brooklyn Nets fiasco is better for everyone's mental state of mind. I was really surprised that uh, we didn't get LA in LA. Like, like, like I thought like, the Lakers would play in in, in LA. Center, okay. uh, instead, it was in Dallas. I thought that was yeah. a bit of a surprise, but that's not a not a big deal. I was also kind of surprised that Miami didn't get a game, knowing that they had played Boston. Interesting. Um, but I, I, you know, if you're going to set up the best two teams, Boston and and Milwaukee makes sense to me, yeah. and that's what they were probably focused on. Um, but uh, Phoenix Denver seems kind of funny to me. Uh, not that they're not good teams, but. That's a foul, Bryce. But they're not necessarily like um, the most exciting brand of basketball, uh, either of those teams. Jokic is the show. Jokic is the show. He makes some great plays. Jokic is. But he's a bit of slow mo at times too, right? And that's why he's. That's why they're playing last. Right, (laughs) right, 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 right. right. They're not getting many prime time. Not the prime time. Um, But he's the show. Any anyone who's a hooper. Of course, of uh, course. Knows that Jokic is the show. Um, off topic here. Does 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 Memphis need to make a trade? Do they need to bring in someone who can complement John Morant at that elite level? Because there is no one who, is, who I believe is going to make a All Star game on that roster outside um, of Ja. Outside of Ja. 
uh, people have been talking about John, uh, Jaron Jackson's potential. Um, you know, he's you know a, a Chris Bosh like type of player. I I've yet to see it. I I, I know he's um, recovering from injury for quite some time, and so um, I don't want to give him the you know the uh, injury prone um, tight tag, but uh, it's been unfortunate as you know as for his his career so far. Um, 99-84 Golden State, the end of the third. But uh, but going back to Memphis, I, I if they're going to make that jump in a competitive Western Conference, Bryce, they need. And they're not tanking, so it's, there's no lottery picks that they're maneuvering here. Looking, no, this is they're 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 needing to to, to bolster their team with 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 firepower. Um, so I'm assuming it's a yes on your behalf. I see you nod. I see you, you know. I, I definitely think there there's something that they're missing. There's super super role players, incredibly talented role players. That's not. But you need a running mate, right? That's exactly. Especially when the chips are down and Jaw doesn't have an outside shot. Yeah. You're gonna need something <laughs> yeah. a little bit more because. Systems are going to be able to break you down Absolutely. after a while, especially right? Especially in the playoffs. Especially uh, in the playoffs. And, there, and, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's a code and an ethic in each series, and no one broke that last season when Golden State played Memphis. That's not why you got knocked out. That's not why uh, John Morant got injured uh, in, in that series. <coughs> Excuse me. So, yeah, I, I would say yeah. that if they believe that they're a true contender – which I personally don't at this stage, but uh, who would who would I mean now that we're on the topic, who's a somebody that stands out for you that would match uh, well with with John Morant well, and, and who would you trade? Well, it's interesting. Well, last year what, what did we see? We saw uh, Cleveland Cavaliers make a oh in the off season, Sorry, the Cleveland Cavaliers make a make make a huge. Uh, play for Don- Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is playing out of his mind right now, except against OT. Um And he would have been a really great backcourt mate to offset John Morant, who can play off the ball and and and, and be a player that can also complement in terms of playmaking. I know he also has his defensive deficiencies, but um, I now you have to ask the front office of Memphis Grizzlies: Do they want to forfeit uh, the demanding price for Donovan Mitchell? That's I think we know the answer. I I knew I, I th- I'm sure that they were in the know in terms of the discussion and what the asking price was. Were they wanting to make that decision in terms of offloading a number of players and future picks? I don't think so. Um, they need another wingman. They need that. That's where the that's where the that's another playmaker. Someone can um, who can. Uh, so who do you up. want and who are you gonna trade? Like what type of player? I'm not saying you're trying to predict something. Yeah, what type of player? My goodness. Um, I mean, not to bring not to say that all roads lead to Toronto, but you know. Pascal Siakam? 
Oh wow! Someone, someone with that type of versatility. Wow. Someone who. So they're you know, swinging for the fences when they. That's what the you're trip. gonna. Have. If you really want to be elite, Bryce, you want to compete with, and someone who who's a two-way player. We're not talking about your Jordan Pools of the world, right? Who look good, you know, um, on one end of the court. Someone who at an elite level who can play both ends of the court <laughs> and who can play make for you. Um, that they're, they're they can be quite dangerous. Um, it's a barnyard sale, man. It's 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 over unless they make a push here. Yeah, and I'm speaking of Memphis Grizzlies. Um, because that's 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 it. I, I I really don't see that. I really and and I'm I know they're not the front office is not going to go for an old veteran who's going to. They're not going to really disrupt their uh, their nucleus in that way, but who's willing to give up uh, a, a an elite rising star off of their you know off of their books for you know a, a bunch of role players and yeah, yeah, yeah. some draft picks? I, I I doubt it. Yeah, between Jaron Jackson Jr., Dylan Brooks, and Desmond Bain, they're not. They're not good enough to win a championship. So. Unless unless one of those guys make a jump, mm -hmm. is is that is that is that possible? I'm sh met, um, Fred VanVleet Bryce made a made a jump. Pascal Siakam made a jump. Guys that no one thought they they could other than themselves. Uh, so could those guys? Because could any of those three make a significant jump at that All Star level? Um, Sure, but until that happens, they're not they're they're not a contender. Here's here's another name, uh, uh, Pascal Siakam, obviously elite. He's as I've said on the on the show, he, he's a top twelve guy at the start of the season. He was my projected number twelve. Uh, he I I've said that he's number ten right now Ooh. in the league. Pascal Siakam, awesome. number ten. He's hard to get, but here's a guy who I think offers a full kind of package uh, that might not be as good as Pascal, but still offers a lot. And I'm not saying that they'd be willing to give him up, but a guy who I'd be zeroing in on, uh, especially if there's some um, so, some in-house fighting for this franchise, Jalen Brown. What do you think of Jalen Brown beside John Morant? If there's issues, if there's drama... Um, I will pay an instigator to to, 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 to grow that <laughs> sabotage. Sabotage, yeah. If I'm if my interest is to get to acquire someone of Jalen Brown's talent, to, um, a phenomenal two-way player, still growing in his game. You don't hear any off-court issues. You don't even hear inter nothing being right. reported. Um, might have had an, you know some conflict with the vaccine, but outside of that, I think you're right. And and probably some, you know, some some some. Yeah, you're right. I'll leave it there. <laughs> some other, you know. Um. Yeah, that's 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 a that's a huge bet, right? Um, I thought you were gonna go somewhere else, and um, uh, if it wasn't Jalen Brown, it was someone uh like uh Levine. Zach Levine. Zach Levine. Where sure. you know we're we're hearing that they're not getting along, and I think that's some you know I think that's just fodder 
right? Typical. Yeah. Uh, if I want to, you know, create some drama, if I'm an agent uh, or another front office and I'm trying to... If I'm a journalist wanting to create clickbait. Yeah, no names here. Um, and I'll put you put that story out. But if, if there's any merit to that story and someone who's on, on the market, uh, you, you know, you, you, you pay, you, you, you listen if that call is made. Now, DeMar DeRozan, if he's on the market, would which you, would th- you, there's a high probability, would you pay, would you, would you, you know, would you send a, a package, Desmond Bain, Future First, and Dylan Brooks? Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, and a future first. And a future first I don't think that's enough. DeMar DeRozan. I think they're going to ask for Jaron Jackson. They'll 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 be asking for Jaron Jackson. They might need and you it, to take one of their other veterans, perhaps yeah. too. Uh, but you know, Dylan Brooks is their number is their three uh, wing. Um, Desmond Bain's their two starting sh- shooting guard. Um, do I send Demar? Is Demar yeah. good enough yeah. um, to take two starters out of a lineup? Yeah, that, that <laughs> that's really interesting. The only reason I say that is because they, right now they have a second-year player called Zaire Williams, who mm-hmm. they're grooming mm-hmm. to be a potential kind of wingman who can be a triple threat, three-level scorer. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a surprise lottery pick last year. Um, Really surprised that he's he's starting to get minutes and he and he shows sh- mm-hmm, some potential. Mm-hmm. So, but he needs grooming. He needs a little bit more time. And in the meantime, you bring someone who's a veteran, someone who has experience, to play at that elite level. Wow, it's an interesting uh, idea, interesting conversation. I'm sure that's something Memphis is thinking of as they you know get closer to the trade deadline. Um, into the new year, you're seeing them get exposed here with from a team that not only doesn't – we forgot to mention this earlier – that not only doesn't have Steph Curry, they don't have Andrew Wiggins oh on the floor. God. So oh my God. Uh, this is not a good look for they're the about, Memphis Grizzlies with, with at less all. Less than 10 minutes left, they're, they're down by 20, Bryce. Yeah, and they don't look to have any answers. Um all right, well, let's get to the Toronto Raptors. This is a Raptors podcast. We have bantered around. Did we say this was the Christmas freestyle Christmas episode? Freestyle. It is. Um, Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors were free-falling, as I called it uh, earlier this week. Shout they out had, to Tom, Tom Petty. They had lost uh, six uh, straight games, had some very competitive games in that, and then were able to win two games um, against... Uh, some pretty good teams in their buildings. New York Knicks, bing bong. And then we, of course, played the Cavs. And uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, controlled uh, that Cleveland Cavaliers team. Um, made them look like the Memphis Mark Grizzlies. Davis, Mark Davis just gave Jordan Poole, JP, his second technical. He's out He's out of the game. Bye. That should have happened to Draymond Green yeah, I agree. in the third quarter. I agree. But they're not going to do that because they don't want to dictate the game, quote unquote. Pathetic. It's pathetic. Well, Jordan Poole, do, again, yeah. Jordan Poole doesn't have the mental fortitude to be able to be there, near elite. One, he's also. Merry Christmas, Jordan Poole. But, but again, he's being, he, he, he thinks he's 
at an all-star level. So he thinks he should get away with those types of calls. He's not. He's not. But Mark Davis, you know he's not. Mark Davis thinks he's an elite player. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You're not even an elite player in the... I'm gonna. I'm not even go go further than that. It's none of my business. Um, wish him and his family a merry Christmas, yes, happy absolutely. Hanukkah, or or, or happy Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa, maybe. Yeah. If that's you know, if he's down for the cause. So, the, um, <laughs> and trust me, he ain't down for the cause. <laughs> so the Toronto Raptors, Christmas freestyle. So the Toronto Raptors beat Cleveland in Cleveland, beat New York in New York. And they have got out of that free-falling situation. There's light, it seems, at the end of this terrible dark tunnel of injuries and and start. Uh, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings as we try to get back to the 500 mark? This is a Bryceism. I'm introducing that oh, to the pod. Oh, Bryceisms. Um, we're gonna look back <laughs> at the New York Knicks game. The New York Knicks game. Yeah. Okay. Not the Philadelphia 76ers game. No. The New York Knicks game. And Pivot, I know you went all sermonic. You provided a (laughs) sermon for that um, Sixers loss. I did. But 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 to me, it's the the Knicks game gave them that confidence. They they it's yes yes it's the Knicks, but it's really Madison Square Garden. It's the mecca. Uh, Your your number one guy goes for fifty two points, and Puts on a show, Marvel. Is he black? Fred, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, you know, R.I.P. Uh, Chadwick Boseman. T'Challa uh, would have been proud. Uh, Pascal maybe should be should be the new uh, Black Panther the way he's playing. <laughs> My gosh. Um, is that his new nickname, not Spicy P? Black Panther? Wow. 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 You hear, heard it here first on Jurassic Views. You're welcome. Um, anyone who handles uh, Pascal is Mark. You're welcome, Will Lou, when this gets on Twitter and now your followers are using Black Panther for Pascal Siakam. Anyway, my gosh, I mean, his game with the agility of a Panther, the the way his game has just developed, it's just strength, that the measure, uh, the way he's a predator, uh, the, the way he just hunts for his prey on the offensive end, my Gosh. Christmas freestyle. Um, and so going back, and I also want to make sure to, to stay. Fred didn't have a great percentage-wise shooting game, but he, he executed. And I think that was a big game for him in terms of his confidence. He knew the shots were going to drop at one point or the other. And the, and he did it at, a, at, a, at, a, at, at the Madison Square Garden against Brunson. R- legitimate point guard. Gritty. Um, and... There was just something in terms of their confidence, their body language. Even someone like uh, Scotty Barnes, who played much better in the second half, that ensuingly they played against the Cleveland Cavaliers, Bryce, in Cleveland, and just just walked through them. Yeah. Just walked, just passed right through them. Uh, Whatever um, the Cleveland Cavaliers were presenting uh, on the table uh, for food, um, it was eaten. Mm. And so... Um, it wasn't Killmonger on the other side of the court, I can tell you no, that. No, not right. at all. Not at all. And so, and that, again, ensuingly, it was a, a confidence builder. We know they can win. They, they know they can compete. It's whether they can actually 
finish during those lulls, right? Or bounce back from those lulls during, um, uh, off, you know, during their, you know, kind of offensive lulls. Can they bounce back? Um, and I think we started to see that. Now, speaking of, uh, speaking of uh, being able to build some confidence, a, a turning point. Yeah. Last four or five games, Malachi Flynn is now in the conversation of Malachi Flynn is somehow in uh, the Raptors closing lineups. This was a guy that was barely being able to get out of the locker room because he was in Nick Nurse's bad books. He was one step away from the G League return. Uh, And here he is. Closing lineups in the Raptors' top nine, top eight guys hitting, you know, pretty significant three-pointers in both the Knicks game, the Cavs game. He had a couple big hoops in the in the Sixers and Nets game. What is going on with Malachi Flynn? Uh, do you know how Eric Flynn is feeling this Christmas? This, this is Christmas gift. <laughs> Eric Flynn... <laughs> Uh, he doesn't need him to play well, on and it's, and it's validation. Eric Flynn has been telling us his son can play. He's been tell, he's been writing letters after his like Facebook posts. He's been writing letters to, 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 to Nick Nurse. That's just uh, course joking here. Um, you know, advocating on behalf of his son. I, I think there was also work uh, on Malachi's end, um, making sure that his contributions are really salient. He's playing defense. Um, his defensive rotations are, 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 are if not per, per excellence, they're, they're, they're mistakeless. Um, and he's hitting his jump shots. Has he been, has he been doing that, Bryce? Yes. And hence why he's getting more minutes. If he's not doing either, he's not getting those minutes, right? It's not that complicated. And uh, kudos to him. We want to see him do well. We care about him. He's on our roster. Um, my conspiratorial mind has been kind of, Flicking whether okay or is he getting these minutes right, because right. they want to put trade. him on the trade block? <laughs> but actually, no. At the end of the day, Nick Nurse needs players who are going to execute, who are going to spell Fred, um, and who's going to offer a um, option in the backcourt, especially when bad pass by Dylan Brooks. These are just mental mistakes that they're making on the road against a team that's totally beatable. With seven minutes left, you can actually make a comeback. But anyway. And these defensive lapses are just laughable. Body language as well. Yeah. Um, but going back to Malachi Flynn, I, again, I think he's providing enough uh, of an option in the backcourt. And Bryce, this was during a period where Gary Gary Trent wasn't playing. And so that, that was quite key uh, for them. And now what we're seeing is Fred get uh you know Fred coming off and F- Michael uh, Malachi Flynn c- coming on and giving an opportunity for him to p- kind of play a, a, a poor man's Fred, um, and that's quite and that's that's quite that's that's quite impressive on behalf of Malachi, uh, because if he's going to if he's going to have a sustainable career long term. He's gonna to have to model his game after Fred, right? Like a small point guard who can make his jump shots, who can write, who can organize an offense, who can get in defensively, and his his influence is subtle and yet, um, you know, 
sustainable over a long period of time, right? So kudos to Malachi, man. I want to see more of it. I'm just sorry. I'm just watching the Golden State Warriors continue to pound the Memphis Grizzlies. And posture. And posture To now. the crowd as yeah, if Clay, this is the NBA playoffs. Clay Thompson talking. As, wow. Yeah, talking trash to a Dylan Brooks. Now got an attack for it. Um, that's going to be a meme. <laughs> it will definitely be a meme. They're up 17 with less than four minutes to go. Um, and this is Memphis is doing. I think this is more Memphis just choking than Golden State Warriors playing you know, at such an elite level. Have a huge smirk on your face while you're watching um, uh, Steph Curry in his fits on the bench there. Um, any anything that you'd like to share openly? I thought it was just hilarious to see him <coughs> watch Clay Thompson basically do the gritty over Dylan Brooks as Dylan Brooks was sliding back trying to defend Clay Thompson. Uh, this this game is out of control. This game is probably one bump away from getting getting dirty. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. And and Jordan Poole right now is probably yeah. uh, thinking of what he's up to after the game. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, a an ugly Christmas game with a with probably uh, some some playoff previews yeah. uh, here. Wow, yeah. a lot of attitude yeah, from yeah. both They're teams. Coach, coach is subbing the guys off. Yeah, the game is over. They know it. No one should get injured. No, it's not worth it. Not worth it at, at all. At this stage of the season. Yeah. Uh, it has been a disappointing start. I think it's safe to say for through a third for the thir- yeah, first third of the season. Um, and, you know, obviously there's been injuries. Obviously there's been, there's been sickness. Yeah. What's disappointed you the most, though? Underachieving defensively. Defensively, right. Yeah, it has less, we know where our flaws are offensively. For, for, for me, it was the, just the, the outright defensive miscues that are uncharacteristic of a Nick Nurse team and I don't think I've seen poor execution defensively from this reiteration of a Raptors team in a while, especially when guys like Fred are on the court, OG, Pascal, even that nucleus, you can get and surround them with a bunch of role players. We could, I would assume there would still be a level of grit, there would still be a little and I didn't see that, and that was probably a call for concern. Yeah, uh, I would I would totally agree. Um, you got to be sharp defensively. That's what you hang your hat on, and uh, they've been slipping. Um, good to see them get back into some quality defense, uh, allowing the Knicks to 106 points uh, in their building, allowing um, only. Uh, 107 points from the Cavs in their building. Um, so hopefully you get Precious back. Hopefully the health of this team and the consistency of this team uh, and the chemistry of this team can be high. Uh, Zai, it's you know it's wonderful to share Christmas with you our first time uh, as friends in 17 years uh, spending Christmas <laughs> dinner. First time we've been with each other for dinner on Christmas Day, if you can wow. believe it. Wow. I keep track of these things. Um, and uh, But I, what I wanted you to 
let people know before we get off the pod, we've been having this uh, lovely glass of wine tonight, and I know this is this this uh, vineyard. It's a Syrah. This vineyard is is one that uh, has got a lot of love in the house Beaumont. this year. T- tell us a little bit about the wine that we're drinking, because I know D Wade, who's listening to this, and C J McCollum uh, are interested. Uh, this is a uh, Syrah from uh, the you know Beaumont uh, family estate wines. Um, they make uh, amazing wines. They're uh, part of this uh, community of winemakers on uh, in the eastern edge uh, region of Stellenbosch, uh, which is in the kind of western Cape in South Africa. And it's just a really long strip uh, called Bot River. And there's about like eight or ten wineries there, all very... Um, you know, uh, sophisticated and uh, well providing well curated, uh, growing well created uh, varietals, and um, and I really have a home family feel. So I've, you know, when you're traveling there, you know they open up their doors, make sure that you try their wines and having a great time, and and uh, all reasonably affordable. And uh, I had a chance to go there last year, you know, with a great friend of mine, uh, and. Uh, we tried several of their their wines. I came back on the hunt to ensure that you know I try their Chenin, their their Chenin Blanc, their Pinotage. Uh, tonight I had one store. This is a 2018 vintage, and because it's Christmas, because I'm spending it with you and the, and your fam, um, I said it's important for us to enjoy the the finer things. I their 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 workers also are well well paid. Um, it's, uh, so there's, um, labor ethics involved and South Africa has always also been at the head of, uh, sustainable, uh, practices as it relates to, uh, winemaking. So, um, good people, I'll, I'll ask if you can post, why don't you post something about Beaumont wines? Will do, will do. On your IG profile. Cause uh, you know, you, I, I know you got more game on the IG oh, gosh. than I do. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm in my 40s, man. Uh, JJ Reddick, you're welcome for that uh, little pro tip on the on the vineyard. Um, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to you, man. Um, happy holidays to all. Yeah, happy holidays to everybody. Uh, looking forward uh, to a, a, an episode early next week with uh, Courtney and uh, Aldo, my friend from Markham, who's a teacher. Um, this podcast, again, if, if you weren't listening, we've been almost completely distracted at times, uh, watching Golden State, uh, ruin Memphis's debut on Christmas. And after that failed attempt to make an alley-oop to Ja Morant, uh, this has been uh, a disaster, uh, of a debut for, for Ja Morant and company. But, you know, you grow from this. You learn from this, as OG Pascal Freddie did. Uh, I'm sure Ja will come back uh, stronger. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's been a good one, man, and it's been a good season. A lot of mystery outside of the Boston Celtics. It's kind of wide open, isn't it, in the league this year? And I think Christmas Day is uh, proving this again. Uh, at 123-109, game's going to end. Golden State 
you're still sure that the champs aren't re- repeating? No. No, I, I, I don't think Golden State Warriors are going to repeat. I, I think Steph Curry is uh, giving us the best basketball at this stage of his career, and I think we should savor it. Uh, I, and I really appreciate that. It's, it's a blessing from above, speaking of Christmas miracles. Uh, but is his team uh, equipped and capable of making another run? like they did last year. Um, it's, a, it's a long season, Bryce. A long postseason, it's a grind. There are younger teams out there that I think not only play, are playing better uh, um, in, in terms of the style, but I think they have, team, they have players that have, who are more disciplined, right? To a degree in which that requires a championship. And so, and, and, and you talked about Jordan Poole, we, we know what went on with uh, Draymond Green during the offseason or training camp, sorry. Uh, so those are, to me, displays. And, and, and no, I'm not a believer in whatever propaganda Draymond Green is pushing right now in terms of this being a wake-up call and an opportunity for growth. <laughs> My man, you're in your 30s. You're a veteran. And you're still de- behaving in this way. Um, um, so I, I, I wish you the best in, in terms of what, sports psychology can provide to you but in terms of you leading a team to another championship no all right well we'll leave it there uh joel Embiid uh beating the knicks in game one uh with a 35 point game on christmas day christmas freestyle uh then um the dallas mavericks putting up 51 in the third quarter and winning the third quarter by 30 to overcome a 21-point deficit at the half against the Lakers. Dallas won game two. It was the Celtics blowing away the Milwaukee Bucks without Chris Middleton uh, in game three. Golden State here comfortably winning 123-109. And the nightcap, uh, the Suns versus the Nuggets. It looks like it's in Denver, which is, is very bizarre to me, but uh, that should be a good one uh, if you watch it. Uh, hope you enjoy it. And uh, folks, for all those who are interested in, in Jordan Poole uh, elite conversations, uh, please Come at me. send, send Zaya a tweet. Come at me. Some, send, Come at send, me. send Zaya Come at me. Uh, an email. Come at me. Uh, until then... Uh, we'll be doing the gritty like Clay Thompson over Dylan Brooks tonight. Shout out to Mississauga. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.